surrounds the stadium. Now he's digging deep. The crowd is roaring. Their hero is coming on. Will it be a fairy tale? Now it is cemented for Michael Diamond. And there in the middle, and the crowd erupts. Australia win! New world record! This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. We have just broken the American stranglehold on this race. The roof is lifting off this stadium. The, the winner is, 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 is. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. G'day and welcome to Have A Go's special Olympic coverage of the Tokyo 2020 Games. My name is Dave Edwards and with me, of course, is Dane Eldridge. Mate, I'm feeling lighter this morning because we've notched our first gold medal up. How good is gold? Mate, it's the best of all the minerals, isn't it? I mean, and we love a mineral on this show, but gold's definitely uh, our preferred, uh, second only to iron ore. Yeah. And um, yeah, I do. I feel unburdened now, but I also feel um, I've had my appetite wet. So let's um, let's the get the rivers of gold flowing again and flowing now. That's right, mate. I mean, we've had a taste, but we're not satiated. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> enough of this. This is just a little taste test. So let's let's see how we go. But we have notched up our first gold medal yesterday. Uh, it was the women, the ladies in the 4x100 relay. We love a relay in this country. It it speaks to our depth, mate. So the girls, they set a world record in the process. I mean, it was good, wasn't it? Certainly was, mate. Um, it's uh, we've had a bit of a mortgage on this medal in in previous Olympics, but that's not to say that uh, it had to happen. Mm. And uh, it was a fantastic performance, wasn't it? And just at a time when we needed it, uh, day one or two or whatever it was, it had been almost forty-eight hours without a medal. Yeah. And uh, well done to the girls. And immediately at the um, at the completion, a lot of uh, attention or thought turned to Shana Jack, who was uh, would have been competing had she not. Um, eaten that dodgy piece of steak, allegedly, or whatever it was, <laughs> that uh, that she did and ingested an illegal substance. And uh, she was uh, very gracious in her thoughts. She sent a congratulatory tweet to the girls yep. uh, after the race. So um, very selfless. And then was... Uh, <laughs> Getting was in the aisle line. I'm here, girls. Remember That's me? That's right. Don't forget, the, don't forget me on the uh, off of the party. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, she was uh, she was rewarded with a drug test at eleven o'clock that night. So, um, <laughs> so the dope, the the, uh, the uh, drug testers, they got a long memory. Yeah, and uh, they want to make sure every base is covered. Even supporters need to be clean. Yeah, and they're always scanning mm. socials, aren't they? Late at night, the IOC. <laughs> oh, she's tweeted. Let's go drill drug test. Um, That's right. Speaking of congratulatory tweets, I saw Scott Morrison was, of course, all over this as well. I mean, yep. posting across all platforms, including LinkedIn. I actually noticed. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he spent taxpayer dollars on building a bot that just automatically <laughs> posts a status update when we win a gold. Just get that feeling that that's where my taxpayer dollars are going to. I think so, yeah, yeah. And I'm it's okay just, with it. Yeah, me too. I don't mind. At least he's concentrating on other things like botching the vaccine rollout. I, I don't mind. <laughs> so our girls, they were actually rebuked, mate, for not that's wearing right. masks on the podium. Uh, these are the cancelled Olympics, and so they were cancelled during the medal, medal ceremony. Uh, it's been a while since that happened. Certainly, it has, mate. And uh, we were we were slapped on the wrist by the IOC, and mm. and uh, the AIC bristled back. We did we didn't lay down and take it. We bristled back, and and political stances don't get much stronger than that, do they? And I, I feel no. like this is our newest Peter Norman moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I noticed yeah. also that the girls, due to COVID restrictions, like you don't get the medal placed around your neck anymore. You have to pick it up from a tray. Yeah. So you don't get that feeling of someone like betrothing or, you know, placing a medal around your neck. That's not mm. the same, is it? 
It's not, and it's not. It's off brand for this generation too, isn't it? Um, you know, the entitled generation um, who have everything handed to them except their gold medals. Um, but you know, it was a great win for the girls, wasn't it? But it, it's a shame. But it just won't matter in the in the long run, corpy wise, will it? I no. mean, uh, there's an economic downturn at the moment, and nobody remembers a relay win. Uh, no, no, nobody remembers that. So no one's going to, no company's going to pay five k ahead for six swimmers to come and talk at your lunch. No, so, and speaking of long memories, I mean, I remember when the girls got disqualified for jumping in the pool decades oh, yeah. ago at some meaningless swim event. Like I don't remember what the event was, but I do remember they got disqualified. So I mean, I haven't forgot that. I mean, different girls, sure, but still girls in a relay doing yes. the wrong thing, being cancelled. Yeah. yeah anyway, mate. So Ash Barty. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, well, you know, heartthrobs, you know, our, our mm. favourite uh, daughter of the nation. Yep. Just a week or two ago when she won Wimbledon, she's been bundled out in round one of the tennis. Unbelievable. And there's only one way to to, to uh, come out of a tennis tournament, and that's to be bundled out, isn't it? 100%. There's no other way to go out. And Cher, she was disappointed. She said she was just, uh, she wanted it too badly. Uh, and uh, and uh, lost to a, a, a Spanish qualifier who's never been past the first round of any Grand Slam. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, look, uh, I'm I've, I'm still just remembering Wimbledon at this stage. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we're probably going to need another Grand Slam from her. Toot sweet. Yeah, you say she wanted it too much. You just got to find that perfect balance of wanting it so much, but not really wanting it. I don't know if she's ever really nailed that. Maybe that's something she can work on, mate. She's yeah. got to be careful because if she bombs out the Olympics uh, next year, people will be next next time around. People will be asking questions about oh, her sure. commitment to the nation. And and once you've been accused of selfishness, it's very hard to get that stench off you. And you know she'll have to set up her own foundation. You know if she hasn't got one already, <laughs> just to win back the public's heart. That'll be the that'll be the road for her. Definitely, mate, and and she also um, she suffered the the shame of of saying, well, at least I've still got the doubles, and oh. it's just like, oh, mate, yeah, no, that you're going about three three channels deep on the uh, digital backwater spectrum right there. <laughs> I reckon if you get knocked out in the singles and you're still in the doubles, your doubles should be knocked out too, because there shouldn't yeah. be a fallback, because they yeah. just, oh, yeah, just a little bit of bit of a song and dance, bit of fun, bit of a hidden yeah. giggle. Yeah. No, this is a gold medal on the line. Take it seriously or yeah. fuck off. Yeah, those, those are the <laughs> options available to you. You should um, be bundled out by proxy. <laughs> no, we yeah. love Ash Barty though. Um, we do, we do. Speaking yeah. of athletes we love, so former sprinter Dean Capabianco. Uh, we have spoken about him at times on this podcast. Uh, a bit of real estate information for you. He's actually listed his Clovelly home for <laughs> $4.5 million. So that's news story of the week for mine. Oh yeah, I, I actually wanted this at the top of the agenda, mate. But uh, you know, we 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 had to bump him down a little bit. But fantastic news for Dean, and yeah. and no doubt even in these COVID climbs, that that house will be snapped up before it even hits the uh, <laughs> online space. He pops up in my LinkedIn feed a bit. I think we're a second connection because he's done very well in the tech scene. There's a lot of money in tech, obviously. There's no money in sprinting. But no. if you're in SaaS <laughs> tech sales, you can get a Clovelly joint pretty easy. Also, actually noticed, mate, that Michael Slater listed his Randwick home on the same yep. day yep. and they're hoping to reach, I think, 4.7 million yep. uh, for his mid-90s modernist property. So good to see some market movement at the yeah. top end of town. Had a real log cabin feel, Slats's house, I felt. Yeah, I had a look did, at the didn't picture, it? Didn't it? There's a bit of natural light in there, but, you know, it's Randwick, <laughs> so he's, he's going he's gonna to cash in. <laughs> um, so let's recap some of the other talking points, mate. So skateboarding, we've talked a bit about it on this podcast and we've also mm. talked a bit about how hot it's been over in Tokyo yeah. uh, this week. So pretty oppressive conditions over there for the skateboarders. But Japan, they got their gold medal in the men's street event. 
Shane O'Neill. So Australia's Shane O'Neill. We've talked about him a little bit. I was surprised to find that he's got the most Instagram followers of anyone in the Australian Olympic team. Incredible, isn't it? And I just when I heard that, I thought, "What the fuck is he doing here?" Like you don't you don't jeopardise that kind of stuff by going to an amateur event like the Olympics. No. And I've even read this morning that he um, that Shane has his own pair of Nikes, and they're called the Shane. And I mean, incredible. It just it just goes to show how oblivious we are to the celebrities of the online world here at the Have a Go podcast, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. We, we, it's just a world that we just do not never move in, and um, you know that's why I basically was just watching yesterday. I said, "Can you guys wrap this up? I just want to uh, you know get back to." reading my delivered copy of the AFR. Yeah, we do um, love print media here on the Have A Go podcast. Yeah, that's I mean, right. we all know that you're only as important as the amount of Instagram followers that you have, which is why we will always remain incredibly <laughs> unimportant, mate. That's I mean, right. we probably need to take one of those Roxy Jazenko short courses mm. on how to build your online brand. That's right, and thanks to our 300 followers as well. Um, but just, to, I guess, one thing about the skateboarding event too, which brought it down to earth a bit, was the fact that um, they all still had to wear... You know, even though they're the coolest guys on the planet, and I mean that in complete seriousness, they yep. still have to wear the um, like the AI, AOC approved, like team issued uniform. Yeah, and it kind of looks like like it's kind of cool, but just not right up to standards. It's kind of like that youth clothing that you get at Kmart. Yeah, and, I think I saw Matt Ballin modelling it in the Lowe's catalogue. <laughs> Perfect, Matt Ballon. Yeah, just like yeah, just high vis or you know a pair of ruggers or, or something similar to that. But I just think about you know when when the guys at, at Lincraft got the, the the contract to do the uh, you know to dress our Olympic team and they just right. looked at it and said fuck how are we going to make a pair of etnies yeah you know, and, and a, a keychain. Um, so, a short you know, notice too. We got to turn this around. It's quick sticks. Yeah, yeah, and I, and, and and a snapback as well. So yeah, you know, it was. It seemed a little bit odd. So it kind of personalised the skateboarding. Yeah, term. and I think also yeah. just generally skateboarders, they shouldn't be conforming to rules or regulations or, right. or clothing even. I mean, I mean that's why I can't get around the Olympic skateboarding. I mean, none of these blokes are real skateboarders. I don't see anyone holding a can of graffiti. <laughs> I don't I think any of them have spent time in juvie. <laughs> no, 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 it's not real, is it? It's just like back <laughs> when um, when uh, the Dream Team wasn't allowed to play in the basketball. It's yeah. Just, it's, who are these college dudes? <laughs> it's not real basketball. So Julian Wilson, so the good strong bloke of the Australian team, he finished fourth out of four in the mm. heats, mm. Um, but he's advanced. And this yeah. is in the surfing. Yeah, and that's just the subjectivity of the surfing uh, judging uh, writ large right there, isn't it? Yeah. Come fourth out of four, still go through. Uh, you'll be right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll work it all out tomorrow. But, yeah, Julian goes around again today. Um, right. Just after he drops off the kids at daycare and restumps the Olympic Village. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, good, strong bloke will be back amongst it. I mean, these are the particip uh, participation ribbon games, aren't they, mate? I mean, everyone gets a go. I mean, I'd prefer if he got disqualified for not putting enough sex wax on his board. <laughs> I mean, it's the Olympics, one shot, no second bites, mate. The Olympics is all about heartbreak. That's right, mate. You, it, not everyone leaves happy. You no. know what I mean? Like, it's just, I just don't know what I'm watching anymore. Ah, oh, well, speaking of that, Channel 7, the host broadcaster, I yep. mean, everyone's had a dig at them. Everyone's got their opinions, particularly people with Twitter accounts. Lots of opinions on Twitter. I've always mm, said it. Yeah. There has been 3.82 million ratings in, in terms of the audience share that, uh, that yep. Channel 7 received for the opening ceremony. 3.82 million. Is that even good? I don't know. I think it is. It's in the MasterChef realms, isn't it? Is it? I mean, that's how I judge my TV shows, uh, uh, but only in the MasterChef heyday, um, you yep. know, back with Julie Goodwin and uh, oh, yeah. 
yeah, and all those types and they yeah, got the, po. the new guys. Yeah, yeah, Poe, yeah, of course. But, um, but I mean, I, they, Channel 7 just still can't help themselves, can they? They, still, they showed a split screen the other day of events mm. uh, from around Tokyo and they couldn't resist just popping the AFL in there. Couldn't resist you know it. I mean? Yeah, there were no, six no. boxes. There was, there was, you know, let me think of five Olympic events off the top of my head. Can't <laughs> even do it. And then the top one on the right was AFL as well, just sitting alongside these global events. Can't yeah. help themselves. Can't help themselves. And look, give it up, guys. It's not going to be introduced as an Olympic sport. Okay, I know you guys think it's a sport that's criminally underexposed, mm. but you're fighting a losing battle there. Speaking of that, so Luke Darcy has been hosting some of the Olympic events as well. Mm. Uh, obviously... I think he played 300 games for the Bulldogs. So does that yep. qualify you to be an Olympic commentator? Well, I think it, it nearly gets you there, but then he did um, Triple M's Hot Breakfast with Eddie Maguire for a good stint as well, may still yep. be doing it. And, I mean, that's a yep. that's a resume that you can't deny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw an interview once with Michael Phelps where he cited that late 90s Footscray team as a, <laughs> as a childhood inspiration. So it does have global impact. Uh, speaking of commentators, mate, so did you notice that Basil Zemplius... Uh, the Lord Mayor yep. of Perth and, and a Channel 7 AFL commentator of yesteryear. Yep. He's commentating the swimming as well. He is uh, Razzle Dazzle Basil, as he likes to call himself. Yep. He's uh, poolside. <laughs> and um, Channel 7 just love an uncancellable bloke, don't they? Oh, yep. I mean, it's pretty much forms the basis of sunrise uh, in the mornings. <laughs> and, and, and as we know, Basil's, um, he's got a media monopoly in Perth. He's across multiple platforms. Yep. He's the mayor. No conflict uh, of interest there. Not at all. Not at all. There's no conflict whatsoever. Um, complete transparency. Yeah. Um, but he's had some controversial things to say in the past. He's yeah. got some pretty strong views on um, gender issues. Yeah, so he uh, said the immortal words on live radio, uh, I think when he was quizzed about how people can identify as different genders, he said, if you've got a penis, mate, you're a bloke. If you've got a vagina, you're a woman. Game over. Game over. And then he went on to launch a competition on live radio saying, if you're listening to us this morning, uh, you have a penis but you're a woman, call us now. We've got a $100 Retrovision voucher to give away. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Retrovision was very happy to be drawn into that one. Reckon we'll see a bit of this improv during the Olympics? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like there's yeah, no good. doubt about it. I mean, there's going to be some flat flat moments in the pool, isn't there? Probably when we move into the diving, Basil's going to have some some awkward dead air and he's just going to revert to type, isn't yeah. he? And, just, and Retrovision I mean, vouchers. Yeah, that's right. You know what? We're all for decisive observations in our commentators, aren't we? We don't yep. like anyone who sits on the fence, but maybe no. keep it for a contentious wall touch. You know, not, yeah. not for not for gender issues. Well, we'll stay in AFL just quickly here. So Patrick Dangerfield, uh, obviously one of the leading uh, stars in the AFL, he's been criticising three on three basketball, yep. uh, and that made news nationally. It did, and I'm sure that this was uh, this was uh, heard in the halls of power at the IAC as well, mate. Yep. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield. Definitely. Uh, Geelong superstar, uh, midfielder extraordinaire. Um, he, he said he can't comprehend how three-on-three three is in the Olympics but not netball. Yep. So he's also making a grab for the greenies there as well. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> I expect it to be rushed in before the end of the uh, the games uh, here at Tokyo now. Yeah, and that's danger. You know, what he says goes. And, you know, yeah. he was saying netball should be in the Olympics. Well, netball is very similar to AFL, you know, zero physical contact and a lot of ACLs. <laughs> also, no one watches it outside of Australia. Uh, so it should be good. Perfect. Have a go. Spotlight on Tokyo. Real stories straight from the scene of the 32nd Olympiad. The Olympic Games represents the pinnacle of corporate sponsorship. 
according to Shibata Takahiro, founder of Keishinzu Industries Holding Corporation. We are proud to support the Tokyo 2020 Games as the silver partner in the building components and bathroom and kitchen fixtures product category. Shibata-san knows that direct affiliation with the Olympic Games is a powerful and impactful marketing technique. Our products are being used in all 1,032 furnished apartments at the Olympic Village. After competing, these fine-tuned athletes can slink into our custom-made hinoki baths, carved with the workmanship from the traditional Japanese woods to ease those tired muscles. Spotlight on Tokyo, real stories straight from the scene of the 32nd Olympiad. The hottest product of this summer for men, Les Stallions. <laughs> Put it on. Wear it. Feel good. Nostalion. Unofficial tinea cream of the Tokyo Olympics. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Swimming Nick Darcy has told us in the corner he was justified in lashing out at teammate Simon Cowley, suing him for the damages. Did you actually strike him? No, I wasn't aiming for anything. We were specifically trying to strike his face with your robot. Yes, yes, yes. It was a wild drunk swing. Okay, mate, let's quickly run through a few other notable items from the news over the past day or so. So, American fencer. Elaine Hadzic, I could have got that wrong, don't really mm. care. He's been banned from the Olympic Village for alleged sexual misconduct uh, in yep. 2013 and 15. So historic crimes alleged. Mm. Mm. So interestingly, though, USA Fencing had developed a safety plan to keep mm. him away from women while he was at the Games. Incredible, isn't it? And this, uh, I mean, on face value, this looks like one of your garden variety cancellations, doesn't it? But <laughs> he's actually, um, so he's committed these crimes back, you know, in 2013 and 2015. Yeah. He's, I, I believe he's gone through the, the process and they've allowed him to um, to compete at the Games on the proviso yep. that he stays the fuck away from yep. women. I can see all our lawyers yeah. just nodding in the background. Just, yep, yep. yep, you've said that correctly. There won't be any repercussions from what you just said. Yep, that's good, good. Well um, now, you, basically, so the IOC is saying you can't make a political statement. Yeah, but sex crimes are sweet. You know what I mean? We'll let you in. Um, we'll just put up some bollards. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, well, right. the, in terms of the plan, so he flew in on a different plane to the yep. other athletes. Uh, yep. He was staying at a separate hotel and mm -hmm. he's not allowed to train with female athletes. So, yeah. mate, I mean, I've always said if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's and, you know, to be fair, he's only been sent home twice for sexual misconduct. Yeah. So under the AFL's logic, he's still got another strike to go <laughs> until it's even reported publicly. In fairness, I think that's only their drug policy. I think when it comes to sexual assault, it's five. In the okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I could be yeah. wrong there. We'll get the lawyers to check that one as well. But, <laughs> but it's funny to think, isn't it? You know, you wouldn't get into that village if you had a temperature of 38.2 degrees, would you? No. Um, but, you know, you've been, you've been done twice for um, playing up. 
and you've been a bit handsy. Um, and it's like, oh, actually come in. In fact, we've actually roped off your own area for yeah. you. So, um, you know, so it's, it's a very weird world, mate. Well, so speaking of strange worlds, so we live in a world and we, and we watch the games where horses are involved. So there's an Austrian equestrian and he's out of the games, not because he's failed a drug test or sustained an injury or anything that normally would mean you'd be ruled out of the games, mm. but because his horse had a toothache. Incredible, isn't it? And I hope it's um, claimable under Medicare or the equivalent in their country there because that's, uh, that's a, a crying shame. Mm. And, uh, it's unconfirmed at this point, but apparently the horse was punched by a protester. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll keep our ears to the ground for that, guys, and get uh, back to you. Did anyone ask the horse if he was okay to play through <laughs> the pain? It could have been a great Olympic moment, like better than Perkins overcoming cramps, you know, in a panic attack from lane eight in Atlanta. Yeah. I bet if you asked the horse, he would have wanted to compete. I mean, he's yeah. been waiting five years for this moment. Well, mate, you know what it's like. It's the same with, um, you know, with a hard-nosed back rower in the footy. You've got to take it out of their hands sometimes, mate. You've got to yeah. save them from themselves. Like, these guys will play through pain for anything to represent their country. Um, so that's why... Uh, that's You're going to give me a class HIAs. action 20 years from now from the horses. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The CTE equivalent, um, um, except for teeth and for horses. <laughs> so let's look at the medals. I mean, that's what you come to this podcast for, the medal tally. So, mate, do you have an update on where we are uh, this morning? Oh, 26th of July in terms of the medal counts. Seventh, mate. Seventh, we're sitting. We've uh, we've got one of each uh, one of each persuasion: gold, silver, and bronze. Ahead of New Zealand, so um, that's all I need to know. Yep. Um, but of course, there's some some big stories that have emerged in terms of um, from the medal tally. Yep. Namely, on day one, wasn't there? There was a bit of a uh, bit of angst from the US team, but they've actually um, bounced back. Yeah, the US, they weren't happy. Uh, they went their first day, as you say, with zero gold medals, and that's unusual for the US. Uh, they're a bit mm. of a powerhouse in the Olympics, and they've just been a bit angry generally lately, the, mm. the US. The US. Uh, is that indicative of a declining world power? I think so, mate. And, you know, we thought that um, uh, the uh, election of Joe Biden might have softened them up a bit, but yeah. if anything, it's gone back the other way. Like, yeah. So it was for the first time since '72 that they went medalless on right. day one and, and fuck, they blew up, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Governor Mike Huckabee tweeted uh, afterwards, he said, if they were giving medals for taking a knee, then we might be winning some. It's <laughs> like, oh, fuck, you. Trumpism has arrived at yeah. the Olympics. It's well, you here. wouldn't beat New Zealand. I mean, New no. Zealand would get the most medals if, if there was Olympic <laughs> Games for taking a knee. Of course, mate. They, they, that's, uh, they'd have a mortgage on that, wouldn't they? But, but in good news for, the, for America, they've won 25 gold medals since, and I think they're about to invade Canada as well, just to, <laughs> just to double down. Um, well, that's, so about, that's the thing well. about the US. You know, if they're under the pump, they will fight back hard. But, they've, but yeah, mm. as I said, you know, there's been a bit of anxiety creeping in. Uh, even the bloke that won their first gold on day two, uh, he blew up over having to swim in the morning, <laughs> even though this was done purely to cater to the US time zone for broadcast. Incredible. So, just love Mate. the US. Yeah. Just yeah, love yeah. those it's blokes. It's all about them, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Well, what time do you guys want to swim? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's good for you? Are you on after lunch? Lunch is good. Yeah, fine. Yeah, so I, I don't know. After day one, I was I was thinking whether or not Australia should send aid, um, you mm. know, the, as part of our uh, little brother. Invoke in the ANZUS Treaty? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> maybe send them some flowers and some AZ, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We've got plenty of that lying around. So, um, yeah, so crazy times, mate. But good to know as well that um, just looking at the medal tally, yep. we've got um, uh, Russia's in there, but under a, the, the Fiverr.com Russia team. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, Taiwan's still not allowed to compete under the name that they're actually called, which is uh, Taiwan. <laughs> um, and they're uh, still there as Chinese Taipei. Love it. 
Uh, good to see the big global powers flexing their muscles on the world stage, China mm. and the US. Uh, so Australia, I mean, we talked about silver and bronze on day one of the finals. Um, are we are we sated as a nation by silvers and bronzes, though? I mean, we've only got one gold. We've got the silver, we've got the bronze. I mean, mm. mate, I don't know about you. I'm seeing these preview ads for Farmer Wants a Wife reunion and they're looking pretty attractive right now. Mm. And, and if these Olympics don't, if we don't hurry up and start getting some golds, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be waiting on that. I, I want to see Australians on podiums. I want to see too, Australians mate. tearfully reciting Advanced Australia Fair. Yeah, maskless. I want to see um, I want to see uh, emergency news pop ups coming like interrupt programming to tell yep. me that someone's won gold. You know, but it's it's got a bit of the bit of that Rio stench about it, doesn't it? And I'm not saying because Rio had no plumbing. I mean, just because um, we had high expectations yeah. and were absolutely let down. And yeah, that's why I'll be glued today to the TV and it, there'll be no there'll be no fun feeling about it, mate. It'll be um, I'll be pacing. Yeah, and I'll be expecting. Yep. Like Laurie Lawrence walking up, <laughs> up and down the pool, expecting, waiting. That's right. Uh, so let's look at what's coming up. We need gold. We're probably going to get it in the pool, if anywhere. So in the swimming, Ariane Titmus faces off with US icon Katie Ledecky in the 400-metre final. Now, they've been yep. talking this one up, mate. I mean, I don't know much about it, but, you know, I am seeing a lot of promos for this. It must be important. It is apparently, yeah, and it's yep. a, it's a heavyweight clash. Um, right, okay. And as we know, Ka- <laughs> as we know, Katie Ledecky is um is one of the big names of swimming, and she's huge. had a yeah huge name. And and uh, but uh, Ariane actually rock and rolled her at the 2019 World Championships, and and won't mention her name since. So right. Katie won't won't mention her name, and it kind of reminds me of um the coach whisperer Bradley Charles Stubbs, who told Kevin Walters in Origin never to not to mention New South Wales's name. Right, uh, went on to lose a series, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bradley C. Stubbs was uh, charging. I think it was about five grand an hour for his services. Yeah. So um, I reckon that the- builds it up more in your mind. I'm just thinking about like elite high performance sport. Yeah, I, I reckon you'd probably want to go the other way and humanise the opponent a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think it's um, it does create some kind of it's a siege mentality tactic, mm. isn't it? But it, I think it would make me a little bit nervous. Yeah, yeah, but um, but you know, look, there's big expectations on Ariane, but um, but she's got a brand partnership with Harvey Norman, so she'll be cherry ripe. Um, whatever Absolutely. happens in the aftermath, um, but a win would be would be great for Jerry Harvey. I yeah, think. I mean, who's been doing it tough of late with um, no job seeker to pocket this year. So I think he'd really welcome the morale boost. Yeah. Well, we need a new rivalry. We need heroes and villains. That's what the Olympics is all about. Yep. I mean, I remember when we bullied Marie-José Perec back to France <laughs> before the Sydney 2400 metre final. Not enough is said about that, I reckon. <laughs> Australia just turned on her. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's let's see how that plays out. Hopefully, fingers crossed, gold for Australia. And after that, yep. we got hockey, we got table tennis, uh, there's a bit of sevens, rugby sevens kicking off today, taekwondo. And and as I've always said, look, if you want to know more information on what's coming up, just Google it. Just yep. just go and Google it. We're not here to read out a schedule. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we we do barely any research. We have jobs. Um, so, yeah, just get onto your device and look it up. So that's it for today, mate. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here. We look forward to catching some more gold in the pool and elsewhere, wherever we can find it. And we'll be back in your podcast feeds tomorrow with another fresh episode. Content blocked by the International Olympic Committee on copyright grounds. Content blocked again. Fuck, lads, get a license. Tokyo! Yeah!